ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. God for such a wonderful day like this. Many haven't had this opportunity we've had, so I want us in our own way to lift his name on high. Are you ready? Amen. Hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky. We lift you high. We lift you high, hands up, hearts open, wide as we cry. Lord, we lift your name high, hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky.
crowds have lined this narrow street just to see that man from Galilee. He's just a carpenter, some said. He's only lead fools astray. Yet you and I kneel together. See the glimpse of power that sees the heart of a man, and he knows his father's mind, and he only speaks his father's words for he. Name 
believe that there is strength in the word of the of God this morning. Definitely will there be power in the word of God this morning. Indeed, everyone has hope in the word of God this morning. I believe the man of God has the Father's mind with us this morning and he will speak the words of the Father to us. Ladies and gentlemen, let me not waste your time. Our servant is here to speak to us. Help me all over the place. Let me hear you shout. Welcome to this world, my sister. from you dispels eons of darkness when you speak storms become still there is no greater hope for man than the hope of your voice This morning I pray that you grant me the tongue of the learned that I might speak a word in season to them that are weary. Send hope. Send instruction. 
send strength send correction let your will be done permanently by reason of your holy word in Jesus name we pray Amen You may please be seated. This morning, I am speaking on a very, very big topic. A very, very big topic. And... um, I would like you to pay attention because if you miss this, you are missing something very, very great. And of course, it comes as the final installment of In the series I have been preaching from this book for some months. And the title of the message this morning is Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. We, we live in a very poor country. Ravaged by decades of amazing leadership. And on this continent, the commonest spectacle is poverty and need, which has very extensive ramifications and implications for those who dwell on such a continent. South Sudan is celebrating their 10th anniversary of independence and it's one of the richest parts of Africa. Two-thirds of the population need food to eat. One third of the population is displaced. There is a death of leadership. And there's a kind of leadership under which 
Even the angels become devils. Good men become evil. Solomon talks about an error he has seen on the land which proceeds from the king. So when you live in such an economy, it's important to know that a lot of things you see are not normal. They are an aberration. They are not normal. But if this is the only place you've lived, you, you will be used to abnormality as normality. But those who have had the privilege to look beyond the wall will know what is normal. So, in a world like ours, where people are scrounging for the dregs under the bowl to survive. People do anything just to survive. So when you take, go for a ride through town, you'll find a lot of shops. A lot of shops. Hundreds of thousands of shops in the country. Because you know, people need to occupy themselves. Not, not, they don't need to make money. They need to just occupy themselves, lest they become. They lose their minds. You know, when someone has nothing to do, especially for people who have had something to do before, it can actually end up in a psychiatric mental condition. So there are many shops around which are not making any profit from the day the shop was opened to date. It's just an engagement of activity for survival and for sanity. So you will find a lot of investments people have made. People will buy container shops. People will build shops. People will build things. Put in a lot of things. Clothes, shoes, you know, buckets, chamber pots, everything. But if you, if you sit down with the person to go through the figures, you will know that the person is actually making a loss. But the person needs to do that to become normal. Lest she goes out of her mind. But in other economies, when you see a shop or a factory, no, no, the day it begins to run at a loss is the day it shut down. I'm saying this to say that 
you and I may not know what the word investment means. Because in our world, a lot of what we call investment is just a getting by activity. It's not really an investment with a mind to getting something back. It's to get by, not to get back. But ladies and gentlemen, the circumstances of your life can never take away the practical reality that there is an investor. There is one investor I want to talk about. Who, when he makes an investment, expects returns. Expects returns. That investor is God. That investor. It's not the typical African investor who makes inputs just to get by. But he is, he is the investor who makes inputs to get back. So the Bible abounds with stories of men who were made to account for investments bestowed on them. Jesus told such parables. The Old Testament has such stories. God would send his servant to ask a king. One, 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 of, the, one of the kings called Amazia. I mean, the, 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 he, he, was, he, was, he was reviewed. He was reviewed. And after his review, God's verdict was that the, the, the good he had done did not measure up with the kindness he had received. So, this morning, I want you to understand that what is happening, your life, as you have it now, and I'm happy there are sprinklings of us who know how life was before before you got your mind back but some of you were born with bibles in your hands some of you were born virgins and are still virgins some of you were born pure and are still pure but there are sprinklings of us here who know how how sanity is valued who know what it means to be mentally unsound and to be in your right mind now. There are a few of us here who know how a life of Indian hemp smoking was and how a life of wearing a tie in church on Sunday is. There are some of us here who appreciate what life is now. I want to let you know, my dear friend, whether you were born pure, whether you've always been pure, 
whether you've always been fine, that this life you are living is an investment of God. It's an investment of God. So much has gone on. For you to be sitting in church, you see the doors which are opened? I would have thought that this great cathedral will be brimming over with human beings. But it's not easy to enter a church. It's not easy to enter a church. In spite of the doors being opened, it is not easy. You need an invitation. There must be an invite for you to make your way into the house of God. You don't just get up and enter God's house. So some of you may not know that you have been organized by God to be sitting here. You have been organized by God to be sitting here. Part of which organization required the death of his son, the exsanguination of his only begotten son, so that you will have some blood to purge your past and the accursed life you lived. Some of us sitting here look normal. But if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you would not look this normal. If God hadn't intervened with his son and the blood of his son, you wouldn't have the life you live now. So Paul talks about the life I now live. Apart from Jesus Christ dying, men have had to die for you to be here. From the days of the book of Acts. People have been tied to horses and dragged in the streets of Rome till their skins peeled off. People have been put into boiling cauldrons. Boiling oil in cauldrons. Their whole body is dropped in and fried. For you to sit here In current times, medical students who should have concentrated on their education responded to the call of God and went through harassment just to set up a church called Lighthouse Chapel International, which by the way, if it is your home, then it is your home. If it's your home, then it's your home. You may not know what it has cost our father and our prophet for you to be here. It's cost him insults. It's cost him ridicule. It's cost him pain, heartbreaks. He said one day when he was a medical student, I think in final year, the affliction was so much. He was being tormented for being a pastor in medical school. It had never happened before. Never in the history of, the, of medical education. A student would dare call himself a pastor and be carrying drums and, and, the, and, the, and the harassment 
He said one day he was lying in his bed. The fan was rolling and, 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 and turning. He felt like hanging himself on the fan just to end his life. But a power kept him. And he finished school. He finished school and properly took up the wheel to steer the church. You know, like children, like children who are in their rooms enjoying a bed, light, water, open the fridge, take a drink, open the fridge, cut a cake. They may not know what their parents are going through to provide for them what they are enjoying. I want you to understand today that you are a repository of investments. A lot of things have been done for you to be a born again Christian. Even if today is your first time and this is not your church, I'm saying that for you to have entered church means that Jesus has had to pay a price for you. Now, 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 I want you to understand that when God makes an investment in your life, when God fights devils so that you can live, when God delivers you from evil, when God saves you, washes you, and puts you in church, and gives you a seemingly a quasi-normal life. He's not just throwing goodies away. There is no Father Christmas around. There is no Father Christmas. That concept called Father Christmas is a joke. God is not a Father Christmas. What is done for you he expects something back from you. He expects. He expects. So when he gave that gentleman one talent and he came back and the man was telling him stories, he did not even wait for him to finish. He said, banish him from my presence. Out of here. Out of here. I don't want to see you again. Outer darkness. I don't want to see you here. And he called him wicked. Wicked. You know, I said, you have been invited to be here. There's someone who would have done much better if he had had the chance to sit where you are sitting. There's a woman. Possibly this morning, Sunday morning, lying in a lithotomy position with her legs open, about to to, 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 to have a baby in her womb removed. Later to me. And she wonders how she got into this world and this life. Because no one ever spoke to her about Christ. No one ever invited her to a church. Where you are sitting this morning is where she should have sat. But that privilege was not given her, but it was given to you. Jesus looked at certain people and said, Woe unto you, Bethsaida. Woe unto you, Chorazin. For if the works that had been done in thee had been done in other places, they would have repented long ago. Woe unto you, Chorazin. 
Sometimes we, we enjoy health. We enjoy good jobs. We enjoy prosperity. We enjoy a stable life. We enjoy peace. And we think that God is just heaping these things on us. But I want you to know. He's a shrewd investor. He doesn't throw things away. When he comes to I'm preaching about fruitfulness. And these are preliminary remarks. I'm, I'm trying to drive home the fact that ha, God has done something for you. And he would want to have and see something out of your life. So Jesus came. Even, even if in, in Luke 3, verse 9, Luke 3, Luke 3, he said, Now also the axe is laid onto the roots of the trees. Everyone here, and anyone listening to me, wherever you are, that marriage you are enjoying, there's an axe. Lay there. That business, there's an accident. Your life, is not a normal life. Everybody has got an axe laid at the root of your tree. And once a while, the holder of the axe looks up the tree to see if there is a fruit. And sometimes he gives you another chance. He gives you another chance. You know, you know, some people get one chance. Oh, yes. Some get two chances. Some get three chances. But the problem is that you will not know whether you are the one with two chances or the one with one chance. So, 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 so you, you learn to take your chance. Because God... It's very cruel. I'm telling you. He's not as kind and merciful as you may think. In fact, while we are at his mercy, at the subject of God's mercy, may I remind you, he shows mercy, his mercy side is shown to the merciful. Not just to everybody. Get it right. Some of you would have been out of your mind but God intervened. He just touched somebody's heart and said, talk to that man. Help that sister. Go there and bring him out. And then when we begin to eat, we, 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 we consume as if there is nothing at stake. My dear friend, there is fruitfulness at stake. You can't just eat God's food and go away. Nobody has done that. Nobody has done that. Read your Bible. There's no one in the Bible who just enjoyed God's anything and just walked by. No. Everybody was made to account. So you and I know that there's something called a judgment day. But before that judgment day, there are many other judgment days. I'm not only talking about your salvation. I'm talking about your sanity, your health, 
your health. When I finish in a few minutes and I say, shall we stand up? Many of you will stand up effortlessly. Effortlessly. But there are some people who cannot stand up. So if you can stand and somebody cannot stand, God will require from you something more than the one who can stand. You see, the brother who has raised his hands there, not everybody can raise his hands like that. I know a brother. He had to pay money to somebody for one year of exercises before he could raise his hand. Yes. Before he could hold a pen to write. A right-handed boy. He began to write with his left because the, 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 the right hand was gone. Yes. So that when you begin to hold the pen and you begin to raise your hand, you will know that there has been a divine input, an act of God's mercy. Yes. Now also the axe is laid onto the root of the trees. The trees, not a tree, the trees. And every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruits, is hewn down. Some of us have not passed our English. So, hewn down may be a bit too big for you. Can I have something kinder, like NASB? Therefore, in New King James, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down. God cuts down. God cuts down. He will finish you for you to know that he is not just somebody who throws goodies around. He will finish you. Go to town and see people who were and are not. He will mow you down. It's the Bible I'm reading. And I'm just even seeing the breaking news. I, I didn't know this one. That he, didn't, he doesn't just cut you down. But he throws you into fire. You burn before you get to hell. There are people burning here on, on earth. Some of you here are burning. Yeah. You are in a fire, one fire or the other. Today, I want you to understand we are not playing games. I don't know who told you that we, are, we came for a concert. Okay, for a concert, we are just, we come to church. We have just come around. No. No. We are all like poultry beds. We are being fed for Christmas. <laughs> That's a Christmas day. There's always a time the person who puts something into you comes to find something from you. That's a reason why investments are made. That's why I said here in our world, what people call business is not true business. It's just to get by and to get normal. Today, you will need to decide. To produce fruit. In John 15, he said, you have not chosen me. 
No man can choose God. No, no, you don't choose God. Say, so I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits. There's a purpose. And that word chosen, I'm sure you know is from the word choose. And to choose, when you see the word choose, it also means that some people were not, were left behind. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be choose. If I come to stand here and I call everyone to come to the stage, I, I can't say, I chose everyone. I, it's everyone here. Let's say, this, this is the church I'm preaching to. There's no one here and this is just a church. And I say, all of you, can we go to the stage and have a meeting? <laughs> There's no choose in there. But if I call this man and I call this man and I call the sister, it means I chose the three of them out of the crowd. Some people have been left at home. Remember, some people have been left at home. Some people have been left in town. Some, some of your classmates are not born again. You have been chosen. You were chosen to be here. Don't you have a sister who doesn't fear God? Don't you have a classmate who doesn't have any fear of God? Don't you have a neighbor who doesn't care what church is? So if you have a certain love for God, it means you were chosen to love God. You were chosen. That word chosen means saved. You are saved to bear fruit. You're not just saved to sit in church. You're not just saved to enjoy. Enjoying messages is not a fruit. He said, go. What, what fruit is there that you have to go and bring? What type of fruit should, will that be? Something you must go and bring. Obviously, it must be something which is not where you are. So you have to go somewhere and bring it. <laughs> I want to ask you this morning. Do you have anything to show for being here? Do you have anything to show? You know, you know the Bible talks about different kinds of fruits. One of them is love, joy, peace, hope. Galatians 5.
But they are not fruits. Love, joy. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Is there more? Meekness, temperance, against that there is no law. Go back to verse 23. 22, sorry. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. They are not fruits. All of them come together to form one fruit. One. It's just one. There's one. One. It's just a dimension of your spirituality. It's one facet. It's the fruit of the spirit. They are not fruits. So better finish that assignment. I mean, get it. If you have love and there's no joy, but you have peace, long suffering, gentleness, once even one is out, it's not a fruit, it's an incomplete fruit. So better find some joy. I said, better be excited that you are born again. Better, better, better be a man who seeks peace. Better suffer long. All this list, they all, they are one. It's like orange. Have you cut an orange fruit transversely? Transverse section? Do you see the different sectors? Yeah. All of them. Can I sell an orange to you with one of them out? Will you buy it? Is it a fruit? So your first assignment, my, my Christian friend, it's to make sure that you develop all this. Goodness, faith, gentleness, long-suffering, wow. peace, joy, meekness. J- j- find them. God, I mean, where you will find them, just make sure you are an embodiment of all these virtues. So that you have, you have scored one. But when that is done, then you go. Go and bring. And it is, it is so serious that he says that, that what, whatever you bring can run away. So tie it. <laughs> you can go and bring. And after, how many of you have brought somebody to church and you can't find that person? You don't know where he is. You even gave him a Bible. Am I dialing someone's number? You bought some shirts for him. A blouse you had never worn before. You gave it to her. The shoes your sister brought from Germany. You said, wear it and let's go to the house of the Lord. She wore it once and twice. Now when you call, she doesn't even respond. Is there anybody here who has brought some fruit which you can't find? So it's not even just bringing. You have to tie it. Make sure the fruit remains. I want to end by telling you why many of us don't bear fruit in church. Just something small. Why? What's the reason? Why? Why are some people fruit bearing? 
others are not. Why? What is the reason why you, do, you come to a tree and there's no fruit? I, I want to give you a scripture from prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. 37. Hmm. Isaiah 37. Go down to verse 31. Pakasa Talaba. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take roots downward and bear fruit upward. It's only in the church that you find hanging trees. Hanging trees. Those amongst us barren enough not to bear fruit don't have a problem with fruition. But their problem is the rooting down. Rooting down. There is a day you must make up your mind that I'm going to take root down. I am, I am anchoring myself in the kingdom. My dear friend, backsliding it's not fashionable. I'm giving you two verses. This is one. And then we will close and go home. Position yourself in such a way that you will not be someone who goes and comes and goes and comes. Take root. Take root. Take root. Make up your mind. You can never bear fruit in any area where you have not rooted yourself. You must be anchored properly before you can give anything up. Anchor yourself. So the hymn writer asks that question that will your anchor hold? Because storms are there. There are storms. There are storms. There are storms, financial storms, emotional storms, marital storms, health storms, social upheavals. There are storms, but there are some people, after the storm, they are still standing tall because the roots are deep. Today, I want you to ask yourself, are, your, are my roots Where are your roots? 
You can't even make up your mind to be a member of a church. It's been six months now. You are still testing what? What are you testing? (laughs) My recommendation is that go to the next church. Because you are wasting time. You know, we, I'm sure you know that all is not well with us. This is your 70 years. If you read the Ethiopian Bible, one of the prophets made an announcement that a day will come a 75 year old man will be called a very old man. It was a prophecy that a day will come on this earth that a 75 year old man will be called an old man. Is it happening? Because those days, when you were 600 years, that was your first outdooring, your outdooring, your first outdooring, your, your first child, 600. 748, 748, second born. Second born. So I'm sure you you try and stretch your mind a little. Think of it if I say that a day will come. A 15-year-old boy will be called a very old man. Is that is that not a curse? If I say that in your family, a 15-year-old boy will be an old man. I've, I've, I've said something to you. Unless, you, unless your mind is not developed, you, you may think I'm praising you. <laughs> now, imagine that I, something happens and I, I just raise my hand. Say, Very soon, the oldest person in your house will be a 15 year old boy. My dear, all I'm saying is that the life we are living now is so short. So you can't, you can't spend time testing churches. Make up your mind. Any place you make up your mind to be established has a problem. There's a problem in the Catholic Church. There's a problem in Presby. There are problems in Methodists. There are problems in Angels Delight Church. There are problems in Glorious Gospel Greengrass Incorporated Church of God in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, make up your mind. You are weak. You are a weak person. You are a weak person. So you see that? That mind, that behavior makes you unable to marry or stay with a woman or stay with a man or stay in a job because there is nowhere on earth there are no challenges. Am I saying something to you? Make up your mind. It's the beginning of your routine. Tell yourself, I'm here. I told you a few, year, a few Sundays ago 
And the reason why some of us cannot even give offerings is that we have not yet decided that this is where my heart is. Because where your heart is, hello? I, I can't hear you. Where your heart is, what happens there? If your heart is not here, you will not put a dime here. Bless. The man who made the road for us to be able to bring our uh, second-hand cars here, he was driving on it. The car he drives is like a helicopter. He doesn't need a good road. In fact, some cars don't. <laughs> it's a two-bedroom house. <laughs> if you don't shut up, eh, I'll come to you there. You know, some cars need a rough rough roots to really to be themselves. So his car needed that type of road. This nice road is a disturbance to the integrity of the car. But he thought of your Daewoo Matisse. He thought of your Kia Picanto. He remembered that you have bought two Nissan Micras. And he is not the only one who must come to church. You also must come to church. But because his heart was here, it was not difficult to put his treasure there. Where are your roots? My roots are here. 30 years ago, when I was appointed a pastor, my church was in a classroom. Just some seven people two were sickly looking one was depressed later on became a mental patient it was not a problem the windows of the classroom were torn when I'm in the middle of the preaching I think when I shout a little then the goats come in there because I, don't, I don't know why but that's my voice as I'm preaching so there's a goat we've seen it all but that day, those days, I said, no, this church must look a little nice. We sat on motoguzis. You know motoguzis? Oh, the classroom table and chairs, which are joined. Desk and chair joined. It's called motoguzi. My church member sat on it. And I stood with a big suit. I said, no, this church doesn't look nice. I went to the following Sunday. I brought my carpets. I brought my speakers. Because my heart was in it. What are you putting into the church? Where is your heart? Because you are not giving anything. Not even your life. You see that your life is dwindling. Because, you see, it is in giving that we receive. It is in giving. But you will never give to a place where your heart... Your treasure follows your heart. It's not the other way around. It's like... When you put your money here, then your heart is there. No, no, no. Where your treasure is. Where your heart is. There, your treasure will be. So, if you want your treasure to go somewhere, 
Send your heart there. That's the key to be like a dozen. That's how to get a beloved. Send your heart there. Even your body will follow. It's a very important key. I want to ask you, send your heart into the church. You were meant to be given to the church. And one of the things expected of you to give to this church is fruits. There should be somebody sitting in this service whose existence here is traceable to you. But the reason why there is none is that you have not decided, your roots are not here. Some of you have your fibrous roots here, but your tap root is in a prophet's church, some prophet in town. I'm preaching, I know I'm preaching. I'm aware I'm preaching. What am I, am I singing? Some of you go to church during the week, but not here. I should stop saying these things because I, I'm a pastor. I should, okay, okay, then I'll stop preaching. I should stop saying it. When I am going for a weekday service, it's in this church. What business do you have under a canopy with some, with some people who don't even have Bibles? Waiting for the stirring of the water. This set also, we stir the waters. We stir. We stir. Make up your mind. It's costing you. It's costing you. Any life which doesn't give continues to go down. Can't you see I am flourishing? I'm just trusting God, believing Him that by next year I'll have enough pot belly to frighten the church members. <laughs> no, some of you don't respect me. When I come like that with my flask to mark, you don't respect me. So watch it. If I if by next year there's no problem, I'm going to wear something to give you something. I need to frighten you. <laughs> You need to flourish. My sister, you need to marry. My brother, you need to... The girls are here. But your mind is in apostolic church. What's wrong with you? Why? What's wrong? You mean you you can't see? You have seen already. Let, Let me go to the brothers who can't see anything. Where are they? Oh, yes. You, you can't see anybody here? You can't see... You can't see. No, this is somebody, somebody's wife. You, you can't, don't look to that side. Okay, come here. You can't see. Sorry. They are here plenty. So, what is your problem? I'm choosing one. I'm you are choosing. Choose now. 
You see, when you cannot, when, sit down. When your heart is not in a place, you are not free to eat. Say, my roots are going down. Say, this is my church. I will plant here. I am planted here. I will grow here. I will blossom here. And I will fruit here. Clap your hands for Jesus. You can't serve God here. Because your, your roots are not here. You are a passenger. You can't give yourself. You can't do outreach. You can't start a home cell. You can't start a bar center. You can't do, you can't join that. You're not free because you are still considering and contemplating and analyzing to see. There's nothing to analyze. If you come here just one Sunday, you will know that this is the place. The pastor may be crazy, but this is the place. Don't you like your church? So, number one is to root. Root. So you can fruit. I said what? Root. So that you can fruit. And finally, Isaiah 27, verse 6. So we can close because we are all fellow Ghanaians. He shall cause them that come of Jacob. And I'm sure you know that we come of Jacob. Yes. We are the New Testament Israelites. Jacob is Israel. He shall cause them that come of Jacob to take roots. But that's not all. Israel shall blossom and bud. There are some people who take roots but don't blossom. Blossoming is another adventure in the church. Remember, I'm talking about your role as a church member, and I'm ending today. I've ended. Your role as a church member is to root so you can fruit. The second role is that after rooting, blossom. Blossom means that express yourself. Feel free. And relate. Get involved. Don't be a limp, limp vestige of the tree. Blossom. Join a group. Make friends. Make friends. Blossom. You see the instrumentalists? I was, I, I, you know, I, there was a time I used to enjoy the singers. 
But you see, the, the, the music in the church has become so complex and beautiful that and, 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 I, and, I, and I know music. Now, I enjoy them. I, I enjoy the instrumentation even more than the singing. I just, I just, I can sit here and just, when, they are, when, when, when Frida is singing, I just, I just look at them and I just say, Lord, give them wives. They are suffering. Give them wives. They are happy. Just look at them. They are, they, are, they are just happy. And as they are happy playing, you are sitting there like Nebuchadnezzar's idol. Your face is just arranged like. <laughs> Blossom. Find a group and join. Be part of a group. Blossom. Blossom. Make friends. You know, don't come and sit in the church with your fake bag and your whatever. It's like you don't talk to me. You know, when we go into the clothes, they are not original. I shouldn't say it. Ah. Look, those who were original, they, they are free. Those who were fake, they are those who must be very careful. Because if you raise your hand, something can, can tear. Something can tear. Relate with us. Talk to a young boy. What's your name? Where, where, where do you live? How, are you in school? What is this? I mean, reach out. Blossom. Blossom. My sister, Blossom. Blossom. Be exuberant. David said, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Be glad. Can you clap your hand? Can you stand to your feet and just be happy? Abba. Still, some people cannot laugh. What is wrong? Why? Please be seated. Be happy. I mean, blossom. After church, go to the pastoral care office over there. The corner there. I hope the sister sitting there is not depressed this morning. And tell the person, I live at um, Gravel Pit. I just came here today. Is there any home sale in the Gravel Pit area? They will give you a name and a date. And, and don't, don't feel too big to join a home sale. Don't feel too rich. Don't feel too beautiful. Don't feel too great. Humble yourself and relate. I mean, join something. Blossom. 
if, 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 if there's nothing to join in your area, start something. And finally, you take root, you blossom, and then you bud. The bud, budding, is an announcement that you are about to bear fruit. You position yourself, you join a group, you learn how to grow in the group, and then you begin to make attempts to bring someone into the church. Your prayer life, your relationships, how you engage, you, you make attempts. Some of the bats don't end up in fruits. Some of the bats don't appear well. But keep trying. I said, keep trying. Talk to someone. Attempt to bring the person to church. That Sunday morning, the person will switch off his phone. Try another person. Don't give up. It's called the burden. It's a sign that it's like a football match. You see that? The team with good strikers, they, they make incursions and play offense, offense. They make one or two attempts, one or two attempts, one or two attempts. Then one of them pay a goal. You never score a goal if you are playing a defensive game. Today, I'm asking you to stop defending. Go out. Stop defending. Go out. Talk to a friend. Talk to someone. Make up your mind that there will be a fruit hanging on this tree that is traceable, attributable, to you. You try, it doesn't work. You try, it doesn't work. The next one you try, the guy says that if you don't allow him to marry you, he won't come. What nonsense is that? You tell him, you want to marry me? Go and marry your sister. Nonsense. Buddy. Want to sleep with me before you come to church? Then, then, then what are you coming to do in church? You're coming for cleansing or what? <laughs> you want to sleep with me before you come to church? Keep trying. Keep trying. You know, your greatest joy. You see, we are going to pray this prayer in a few seconds. Pray, we are going to pray that one day you'll be standing in church. And when you turn to the right, you see someone worshiping God that you brought to church some two years ago. Is it beautiful? We are going to pray that one day you'll be sitting at the back a little older than you are now. And a young lady 
will come to the stage and with a shout introduce the pastor who is about to preach today. And when that pastor comes, he's the one you brought to church 10 years ago. He is now a pastor. He's about to preach to you. What a day that will be. What a day that will be. Some of us in the kingdom may not do much. Some of you may just bring one person. Some of you may just bring two. But you bore a fruit. Sometimes your one fruit you bring may be the one who is going to bring all the fruits the church will need. How much did Andrew do? How much did he do? What did he do, really? What did he do? We saw him in John 6 arguing about whether the, the five loaves were okay or not. But thank God that Andrew is the one who went and brought Peter. It was enough. It is Peter who became the rock on which the church was built. You may not do much. Not everybody will bear hundred fruits. There are some trees that bear just one fruit. But bear it. Bear your fruit. And sometimes it is that one fruit that is the Peter that holds the fort, that stands to defend the church. And when you sit back as Andrew and you are looking at the Peter you brought, you just thank God and there's a feeling that comes. I said there is a feeling. Imagine the soul you brought was the one who led the, the choir to sing today. Don't you want to give yourself that privilege of bringing someone who preached that day, who led the song? Your spiritual son is the one playing the keyboard. The girl you brought is the one taking the offerings. That weed smoker you converted is the one who is teaching the new converts now. I pray that the investment God has made in your life will not be wasted investment. I pray that one of these days when it comes and is looking for a fruit, you will find that something is hanging on your tree. I pray that your encounter with God in this church will not end with mere church attendance but will 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 begin with rooting blossoming budding and then you'll fill the face of the world with fruits may you fill the face of the church with fruits may you fill the face of the world with fruits may a generation about to come mention your name one day as the one who paid the price for their existence in the church. Try. Try to be remembered. I pray that in the kingdom of God somebody will mention your name one day. L.P. Maggie 
how she followed me up. Sister Jane, how she visited me. Brother Jones, Uncle Kweku, he always came to visit me. When will somebody be preaching one day and mention your name, your name, your name? When? Will somebody be teaching at a basenta service and mention your name? When will a sister be preaching about establishment and refer her establishment to your work? When? The hour has come. And I want us to rise to our feet. And I want us to pray today that one day, I said one day, there will be someone whose existence in the church will be traceable to you. Give birth to a singer. Give birth to a pastor. Give birth to a church builder. Give birth. It is not fashionable to just be a mere church attendee. I pray the same way in our normal lives. When our children get married, we are waiting for babies. May you not disappoint God. May you not disappoint God with your barrenness. Can you lift up your two hands and begin to pray? Pray. 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 It is your role. We want to bear fruit for you, Lord. It is your role. It is expected of you. Is it possible to lift your hands or you are too rich to lift your hands? And pray, Lord, put fruit into this hand. Put fruit into these hands, Lord. Put fruit into these hands, Lord. Fruit, Lord. I need to bear fruit. Enough of mere attendance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For love, joy, peace. But love, joy, peace cannot build the church. We need fruit. Help me to go, 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 go. 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 go go and look for a wife go go and look for a business partner go and look for a soul pray go. pray father we want to bear fruit lord fruit lord we want to blossom in your house lord we want to bud in your house lord we want our fruits to remain we want our fruits to request us lord in the name of jesus that our fruit may remain my fruit our fruit may remain that when we look back Ten years from now, five years from now, two years from now, a year from now, six months from now, you will see our fruit in the church, and our fruit will remain. Fruit, ah, fruit who are singing, fruit, fruit who are playing keyboard, fruit, fruit who are playing instruments, fruit, fruit who are taking video, fruit, fruit who are doing something. In your fruit, fruit oh God, playing keyboard, fruit, singing, fruit. Yes, Lord, fruit, fruit, teaching, Lord, teaching who also help others to be established lord help us. help us to bear fruits that will be fruitful lord and ultimately you are praying that one day mm, one day in heaven in heaven Jesus. somebody will meet you jesus and say thank you thank you for leading me to the lord hallelujah yes hallelujah thank you i'm the one who was dead mm. thank you but your love brought life to me thank you pray that one day you will not be the only one in heaven but when you turn you see your sons and your and your daughters listen to me listen to me that is why there is something about being african that doesn't help your christian life africans we want to be the only one 
only one. Everybody must be down. Must be the only one so that people will look up to you. But that's not the spirit of Christ. Go to Belgium. The prime minister goes to the office in a bicycle. On a bicycle. He's cycling. Netherlands. Obama went to Netherlands. He and the prime minister were cycling. They have nothing to prove. He says, when you are very hungry, that when he said the food is finished, you seize the bowl. Mercy. And run away. You seize the bowl and you run away with it. Because if that food finishes, you don't know when your next meal is coming. But where, if they don't work, there's even money for, in fact, some countries, it is, it, it is even better not to work. They just work because they must work. In that country, when they are in power, they don't take the bow. But in some places, you know, the president has got the watch. He's running away with the watch. And everybody's chasing him. But I know a man who was not prepared to be the only one enjoying anything. He said, where I am, there ye may be also. Where I am. Why do you want to be the only one in church? Why do you want to be the only one in heaven? Believe God. That, that, just ask Jesus. Did you know that Jesus is the one who has guided all of us here with him? So in heaven, when we see Jesus, we know that we are in heaven because of Jesus. Obadiah prophesied that Jesus would not be the only savior. He said, saviors, Obadiah 121, saviors shall come to Mount Zion. I'm saying to you that it shouldn't be only Jesus who gathers people to heaven. When you get there and you are the only one, we will know you are a true African. You are an unregenerate African. But in Christ, there's no Greek or Jew. In Christ, there's neither male nor female. In Christ, all are one. All are one. All try to let others come to where you are. You are. Others for chop some. Others for go to heaven. Others for go heaven. Can you lift your hands and pray against the tragedy of being the only one in heaven? In fact, sometimes when you have people. You are taking along to heaven. You are careful how you live your life. Lift your hands. You will not be the only one. So oh, the Africans have come. We don't want to be the only ones. The Africans have come. Hey, the Africans are here. We don't want to be the only ones, Lord. Did you know? Today, when you go to Europe, it's one mass of godless people. If you meet a white man who is a Christian, you've met a rare gem. If you close your eyes, you see a white man. It's likely to be a crass unbeliever. But when the gospel was with them, when they, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, when they had the gospel, when they traveled to France, but don't take a bus in France or to cross to, let's say, I mean, from, from, from wherever to the north, just go to Germany through, through let's say, uh, France. 
Switzerland passed through in a train. Train. France, that small country, has got 40,000 cathedrals. How many? 40,000 cathedrals. There was a time one out of every four missionaries in the world, world was French. Then the Germans took over. When the gospel was with them, they took it everywhere because they said, no, we can't be the only ones who know Christ. Let's take it everywhere. Paul was in Jerusalem and he was invited by a vision to Macedonia. That is how the gospel entered Europe. Paul's journey to Macedonia introduced the gospel. And they also, when they got it, traveled to Asia, traveled to Africa. When it came to Africa, say, no way. Give me pregnancy. Give me a job. We resolve. Visa. Mommy, visa. So we use the Christian life for pregnancy, for wife, for promotion, for visa, for everything. But today, you are trying to say, Father, I don't want to be selfish. Somebody else must experience what I've experienced. I don't want to be a black African. Can you lift your hands and pray right now that God will use you? It's a spirit of the black man. Never to let others enjoy what they are enjoying. We don't want that spirit, Lord. We don't want the spirit of a black man. We don't want that spirit, Lord, to lead us. We don't want that spirit around, Lord. But have mercy on us and send us. Whether you agree or not, that is the African. The only one driving the car. We don't want to be the only one. The only one in that car. We don't want to be the only one. Who have the gospel? What are you talking about? Can you lift your hands and pray, Lord? Send me to bear fruit. Send me to talk to someone. Send me to reach out to someone. Send me, Lord. Send me. Send us, Lord. 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 We don't want to be the only ones. We don't want to be the only ones praying. We don't want to be the only ones singing. We don't want to be the only ones who are going out. We don't want to be the only ones in heaven. Ah, how sad it will be if we are the only ones in heaven. Ah, it will be so boring and monotonous. But we want the variety because we said in your word that every tribe and every tongue shall be in heaven. And every tribe. Go to the mountains. Just here, backyard. You see church buildings built by the Europeans. Go to at least, I know of central region. That's where I lived my life. Western. Church buildings. Built by white people. Stone cathedrals. They didn't just come to build castles. They built churches. It's not only France. We should have French cathedrals. Africa should also have cathedrals. Today, which African church is building church buildings in some place. Rare. 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 I, I mean, for me, for me, honestly, I really thank my pastor for this one thing. Just this. Just this one. That we are in Ghana. We are building church cathedrals in Suriname, Nicaragua, Colombia, Colombia, 
I said Colombia. Asuncion. Brazil. Nicaragua. Namibia. Zambia. Zimbabwe. Cathedrals. From Ghana, hey, it's rare. Which church do you know in Ghana? Which building a cathedral in South Africa? What are you talking about? For which way? And let that spirit. You may not build no cathedral in no Nicaragua. You may not build no cathedral in no no uh, 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 Chile. We are building cathedrals in Chile. Ebe. Mexico. Mexico. Cathedrals from Ghana in Mexico. I'm not asking for you to build a cathedral. Go to the next town. Go to the next city. Go to the next house. Cross the road. Oswald J. Smith said, if you cannot cross the road to talk to somebody about Christ, you will not be given the privilege to cross the ocean with the gospel. You cross the road first before you cross the ocean. Can you lift your hands? Or you are too dressed to lift your hands? Lift your hands and let's pray. Pray. Jesus. Hey, I am a nurse. I am a lawyer. I am a doctor. I am a driver. I am a businessman. But talk to somebody. It should not end with you. It's the stuff Africans are made of. Don't be an African. Don't be an African. There's neither Jew nor Greek. Don't be. We will go out, Lord. We will cross the street to talk to someone. Help us to be fruitful. Help us to talk to someone. Help us not to keep it to ourselves. In Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands? Have enjoyed church today. Beautiful. Keep clapping. I really enjoy church. I would like to meet the pastor of this church after church. This is the church I want to attend. This is the church I want to attend. This is a message I want to hear in my ear. And I'm not surprised you're not clapping because you, you are, I mean, you are now resurrected. Every head bowed, please. Say, 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 hello. This thing you are doing, we thank God. Look at my face. Don't look inside the camera. Have you brought a soul to this church before? Where is he? You brought him to church. Which media? What's his name? Emmanuel. Is Emmanuel here? Ah, down there. What's your name? Isaac. Clap for Isaac. Please turn to your name and ask Charlie how. Just, just do this. Charlie how. 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 I mean, are you going to be like this forever? How. But I want you to clap your hands and celebrate the soul you are bringing. The fruit you will bear. It's your role yes, it's in the role. church. Every head bowed.
and every eye closed and no movement please if you are here today and you are not born again you want to say pastor please pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus Christ I want to know Jesus I want to submit myself I want to experience this Jesus you are preaching about who saves souls who changes men pastor please pray for me wherever you are as every head is bowed at the back in front if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior please lift your hand I want to pray for you right now yes lift it high I can see your hand lift it high above your head I can see lift it high lift your hand high that's all that's all just lift it that pastor I want to know Jesus pastor I want to be born again just lift your hand that's all and God will do the rest just lift your hand you want to be born again but I want to ask for one last favor if your hand is up please come to me here come take your bible take your notebook your phone and come clap your hands for him beautiful come to Jesus it's a response clap your hands for them God bless you mommy Ah, clap your hands God bless you come to Jesus God bless you mommy keep coming keep coming clap your hands for them I'm going to lead them in a simple prayer. But before I do, I want to say to all of us that in my next service, Bishop Corbett's service, we are starting a major outreach to secondary schools to win souls. The young, when I see young ones like this, I get excited. And we are doing that. We call them aunties and uncles, even though they are small boys and girls. Yes. If you are here and you feel that you have a call to minister to young people, you are not in any group in the church, but you want to go to schools. And normally we, we, we prefer young ones like this who can blend. It's because if you enter the school with your size like that, they will, they will even run away from you. So we need cute boys and girls. So if you want to do ministry in the schools, that's what we are starting now. And we are going to flash it on our, on our billboard at the junction soon. If you want to do that, um, it also means that you will not be part of the service but you are joining the next service and I'm going to be preaching there soon in the next service and if you want to join us to do that outreach in schools visit them witness to them go to the hostels and it's JHS SHS 
that's where the evil is now intense but God can use you especially if you are even a student an SHS student but you feel that your calling is to the young ones like you to witness to them in their schools and bring them to church and change them teach them disciple them and bring them to Christ if you want to do that I want you to come I want you to come to me right now if you sense that you want to do ministry in the schools SHS, JHS in the schools I want you to come where I'm standing now I'm waiting for you to come if you want to do ministry in the schools and you are in the service wherever you are from far and near you can come to me otherwise you can also see a pastor after church or find me is somebody coming is somebody's coming exactly the type I'm looking for cute come clap your hands for them wow uh, you know, people always want the waiter to see if one person will go. Why? Lovely. Beautiful. Why should that be? Why can't you be the first? What is that? Is that a dress? Are you a malam? Are you a fetish priest? You are a normal person. I saw their age group. And that's what they wear. So you wear it to the school. Who else? Two more people from the east side. From the east side. Oh, the ones giving their lives to Christ want to join. Wow, already. You know something? As soon as I finish praying for you, you relocate and join. Wow. Clap your hands for Eno. Who else wants to join? I'm going to have a big meeting very soon. All right. We'll find a Matthew. Can you lift up your two hands, everyone? I want you to pray this prayer after me. Because today you have taken the most important decision of your life. I want you to say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. Say, I am sorry for my sins. I am sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. I've disobeyed you. I've disobeyed you. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. But today, but today, I've heard your word. I've heard your word. I've made a U-turn. I've made a U-turn. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for touching my heart. Thank you for touching my heart. I am born again. Oh, clap your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Is it beautiful? Are you happy you came to church? Are you happy you came to church? Can you add a shout to your hand clap as we prepare to go home? Keep clapping your hands. And ladies and gentlemen, it's communion time. It's a time to come to the table of the Lord.
Jesus always invites us. And today he's inviting us to the table. If you are sitting down, you can stand to your feet. He's inviting us to the table. This is my body, which was broken for you. And this invitation is to eat his body and to drink his blood. He told us to do this for many reasons. But the biggest one is to remember him. As we start this week, may Jesus be on your mind on Monday. May Jesus be on your mind on Wednesday. As you eat this, may Jesus be on your mind. Every step you take. Because you have been bought by the blood. Say the body of Christ. The body of Christ. For my blessing. For my blessing. For my healing. For my healing. Say the body of Christ. The body of Christ. To make me a part of the church. To make me a part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it. When I see the blood, yeah, I will pass over you. Oh, I'll pass over you. Yes. Sent him on a long journey. Long journey. For 40 days and for 49. 40 days and 49. Elijah needed supernatural strength. He needed supernatural strength. Oh, prophet Elijah, take this meal and eat. A meal was brought to him to eat. As you eat and drink, you are receiving supernatural strength for the journey ahead this week. You will run. And not be tired. You will walk and not faint. You will fly. You will soar with the wings of eagles. Receive it now. The blood of Christ. Say the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. To wash my sins. To purge my body. Say cancer is melting. Sickness is going. Disease vanishes by the blood of Jesus. The cup of blessing. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink it. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. I will pass over you. Lift your two hands. Father, I pray and I ask that you heal yes, Lord. that you bless yes, Lord. that you heal yes, Lord. anybody who is weak amen. strengthen him amen. anyone who is not well heal Lord amen. the one who needs hope yes. give him hope amen. Thank, amen. You, Lord. thank you Lord thank you Lord, thank you, Lord. in Jesus name amen, amen. clap your hands you may please be seated you.